Do this. Yeah. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Clay. Hey, everybody. This is the Turtle Reads Podcast with Clay and Melissa. Yes, as we said. <laughs> um, how are you today? I'm okay. Um, a little, um, whatever, frazzled lady stuff. Oh, okay. That's all. But yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm all right. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just woke up like 40 minutes ago. Um, I had a feeling. Been up all night but i'm feeling fine um not really tired at all just was like you gotta rush over here you gotta go get this shit done um so yeah, yeah. you enjoy sleep, sleep deprivation yeah i mean it's i'm so used to it uh whenever i was young i'd i'd stay up for like two days in a row and then like just playing video games and stuff so this is a um very common feeling for me no 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 for me that is a no <laughs> i have i have never been that way i never went through the rebellious i don't want to sleep phase ever i always loved eight to ten hours of sleep i love i love sleeping and like it, it, like you know it, there's almost nothing better when like you're laying in bed and you, you have like a little cold spot and you like reach your foot out and it's and you hit that cold spot and it's like oh fuck yeah yeah but also, I, I I always feel like I could be like just up doing something. Like I could be up like reading a book or like playing a game. I could just do more shit. You know. What about dreams? Dreams I is that. Have them. I rarely have them. Well, that's because you don't sleep enough. No, it's because I just I I and, and people are like, oh, you always dream. Like I I, I used to say whenever I was a kid, I don't dream. But then, like, everybody be like, well, everybody dreams. You always have a dream. You just don't remember it. And I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, I don't remember my dreams. But to that extent, wh- I might as well just not be dreaming. Yeah, like, sure. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. dream. I don't. The. I've, I've been having dreams lately because I haven't been smoking as much weed. Yeah, you get those uh, withdrawal dreams. Mm-hmm. That, but those aren't good. Those are freaky. No, oh, I, I've been loving them. It's been filled really? with women. I've That's been, what I I've mean. Been, I've been making out and shit and right. waking up and going like, <laughs> give me, like I, I had one recently where like I, I was laying on the rooftop. Uh, at the end of the dream, I ended up laying on a rooftop with a chick just laying on me. And I woke up and I'm like, go back to sleep. Get me back in the dream. <laughs> and it wouldn't do. It never works. It never works trying to get back into a dream hmm. that you wake up from. This sounds like a lot like a um, alien abductee video I was watching last night. <laughs> where this guy, he, was, he said, I saw a thing with tentacles tapping on the glass. And then I started having all these dreams. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, sure. <laughs> you stopped smoking something, didn't you? Dude, and then. Like, my most vivid dream I've ever had was uh, whenever I did my seven-day stint in the psych ward. Two days in. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. that serious. No, uh, no, I'm, I'm wondering what kind of dream that must have been. Uh, or what what would, would it feel like? Whatever, yeah. I was just, it had a... Uh, because I, you know, wasn't smoking any weed because I was in a fucking psych ward. Two days in, I had the most vivid dream of my life. Uh, I was running through a field with... a like a blonde chick next to me uh and it was raining but it was like clear day that's nice but raining towards a big tree and we run up under the tree and i lean over and i have a, my old i used to have this gold grinder uh for wheat <laughs> and uh it i had it in the dream and i lean over to block more of the rain from getting in my grinder and then the chick leans over me and like hugs me to block more of the rain and I uh, opened it up, and inside the grinder was uh, ground-up chili peppers and and balloons. And balloons? Mm-hmm. So when you opened up the grinder, they floated out? Or no, they no, were no, just, no. It's ground-up they... balloons. Ground-up chili peppers and balloons. 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 How did you? How does anyone know what balloons look like when they're ground up? That's, that was the words that floated through my mind whenever I opened it up. That is interesting yeah it was wild chili peppers and balloons yeah i feel that that could be the name of of a band of a really good song <laughs> of a weird dish yeah it was it was that was the weirdest fucking thing hmm. 
And so where what happened to that grinder? I lost that bitch like or when you were in the site? Four years ago. No, I had it for years. That uh. was a I just recently bought my new like Jamaican looking grinder. Oh. Uh, but I had that gold grinder for years. It was oh. so good. It's it's an heirloom. It was. It was it, and I loved it cuz that was a uh, yeah. Yeah, I had that memory of the it being in the dream, so it was kind of special to me. Um could have handed that down to your children. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I have. Yeah. Are you don't want any? Mm. It is what it is. If it happens, it happens. Oh yeah, I'm where, I'm there also. <laughs> <laughs> Except now that I'm getting older, I'm like I'm like, damn. If I don't have any kids though, Jean's probably gonna die first because statistically, yes. And then I'm just gonna be uh, some old bitch, just you know, all alone in a place, no no stupid kid, nothing, no not even a dog because Jean doesn't like dogs. Oh damn yeah. I mean he likes dogs, but not to have as a pet. Okay. Yeah. Probably just some old cat with cancer. That's it. That's all I'm gonna have. Would you? What? What other type of aunt pet do you think y'all? He would be down with you getting, and that she would want to get. Absolutely none. Like bird. Nope. Actually, I don't. I wouldn't want a bird because I feel weird about keeping them in a cage. It's different for other animals. What but, about like a gerbil? Um. Nah. The I had a guinea pig when I was a kid. Those I, are cool. I have a friend. She like uh, manages a pet store mm-hmm. uh, in Canada, actually, and uh, she like took care of a bunch of guinea pigs. And apparently, a really, really uh, something that guinea pigs love to do whenever they get bored is blow each other. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, like all they would do is eat and blow each other all the time. I feel like this could be the official mascot of the Playboy Mansion. If that, <laughs> you just have them running around blowing each other, <laughs> that, and they're adorable. <laughs> you know, they pet, when you pet them, they purr like cats. <laughs> what happens when you blow them, though? What happens when they blow each other? <laughs> hmm. Must sound like a radiator. <laughs> just little moans in the purring. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. On second thought, if that was at the Playboy Mansion, nobody, everybody would be like, "This is gross." Um. I'm gonna go fucking home, <laughs> like a like a normal person. <laughs> you coming, babe? She's like, yes, get me away from these horny uh, animals. <laughs> and then she just goes with a horny animal to his house. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, what what'd you go in psych ward for? Oh, I just mentioned suicide to my doctor. Ah, sounds about right. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, twenty three, twenty four. Okay, so harm harm uh, harm t- uh, danger to yourself. Yeah. So then that means that they can intervene. Yeah. That's why you can't tell them anything. Yeah, they, they immediately called the cop who can't pick me up, brought me to a psych ward. Mm-hmm. And it was it was wild because, like, on the way to the psych ward, he did. I, I was, like, you know, bawling and shit because I didn't know what, was, what the fuck was going to happen. That's scary. Um, and the cop, you know, he's trying to calm me down and shit. And uh, then we get to the hospital. They're, like, checking me in. And they go like, oh, do you have any kind of issues or anything? And I uh, I had the surgery on my head whenever I was a baby, so I told them that. And uh, the cop's son also had that shit. Like, he, he said the disorder, like, right off the top of his head. Hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, that's crazy. He's like, yeah, and then he started talking to me and shit. And then they rolled in. Uh, they rolled a guy in who, was, who, was gonna, who ended up staying in the psych ward with me. Who was on a five day meth binge? Who just who just got like arrested after a five day meth binge? Is that why he, they had to roll him in? Yeah, he was passed out. He slept for two days in the psych ward straight, then woke up and ate all the crackers. All the crackers. <laughs> it was hilarious. hilarious yeah, <laughs> we, like we're in the cafeteria for the psych ward, and this dude comes in, and like whenever he was being rolled in, the nurses were like, "Oh yeah, he lit a bridge on fire. He chased his de- stepdad around with a machete, like all this shit." And I'm like, "All right, so this dude's gonna be a wild one." And so we're in the cafeteria, and all of a sudden he just walks in, and he takes the basket off the top of the fridge and just starts pounding crackers. And uh, he sits across from the guy who I was rooming with, who is like this like 52-year-old black dude who used to be a boxer, I'm pretty sure, because he, at night, before we go to bed, he would stand in front of the wall and shadow box hmm. and scream at God. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, how do you know who's screaming at God? Yeah, because he would yell, "God damn it, God! What are you doing, to me?" And like just go off. Hmm. And uh, man, it's fine. Got fighting for his soul or something. Uh, he was, he had, I'm pretty sure he got like, you know, CTE and, and, and shit from boxing that really fucked him up. Mm-hmm. And it was wild. Uh, but, uh, and whenever I first walked into the room, he was jacking off. But that's beautiful. Um, so I, I'd been in the same room with him enough that I had kind of got his like shit down. I knew whenever he was gonna about to kind of blow up, he would start like breathing deep and heavy. And so the meth dude sits right in front of the, my roommate, the boxer dude. And I'm just sitting there and, you know, the meth dude's like looking around, trying to like intimidate people, eating crackers and just like. <laughs> and then I, I hear the, the black dude just fucking, the boxer just breathe, breathe slow. Mm-hmm. And just go away. I'm like, oh, he's going to go off. Mm-hmm. And then he just stares ahead, like through the meth dude into the wall probably didn't even realize that dude was there and just starts going god damn it god i know you can help me out you gave women pussies you can give me something and just screaming at this dude and the meth dude just like what the fuck is this dude gonna kill me like yeah instantly went from like the hardest dude in the room to being like oh no i'm gonna die <laughs> yeah. and he makes a great point god gave women pussies so you should you should be able to do something for 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 other people as well <laughs> You know, that's fucked. That's messed up. It's like we got pussies. (laughs) This is proof positive that things can happen. Moves and shakes can occur. And therefore, (laughs) where's what's going on? God. (laughs) Right. Where's that guy's pussy or whatever? I'm not even sure what he wanted. But yeah, dude, it was that was it was a wild stay. They had a dude who was. uh, He was coming in off of a heroin thing. He broke his, uh, like, harnesses, got out of his room, was running from the nurses who were big old dudes, and, uh, like, tried to rip something off a wall to, to hit them with. His hand scraped on the thing and, like, cut it open. And he looks at it, looks at the nurses, holds his hand up, goes, Stop, I have AIDS! It's <laughs> pretty quick thinking. Pretty quick thinking. Yeah. If you don't want people to touch you. <laughs> coming off of like a, a heroin, re- like, you know, coming down off of heroin, that's pretty sharp mind right there. Yeah. <laughs> the only person that that would occur to other than that guy is a South African rugby player because they have AIDS in their country. So they have to announce when they have AIDS and are, and are bleeding. <laughs> that's hilarious. So that's interesting. Oh, man. Oh, they must suck. They must, yeah, they must get tested for AIDS, like, a lot. Yeah. Well, that's one one of the first weirdest things I learned about rugby. Um, when I, I, some girl I knew loved rugby. She was from South Africa. She dragged me over there. And that's one of the things she told me uh, when she dragged me to the bar to watch the rugby matches is um, that they have to announce when they are cut because uh, the, the whole country has AIDS. But because of privacy laws, I guess, you, you know, you can't just, you're not obligated to say you have AIDS. I mean, so statistically, there's more AIDS. So therefore, if I had AIDS, like that's that's just common courtesy, though. Like if you have AIDS and you're about to go do something where you can like legit get like sliced open, because during a rugby match, you can get cut. Like it's it's a lot of like throwing around and fucking what, head bashing and head bashing. scrimmage scrums. Yeah, the, what do they call them? The scrum. It's a scrum. Scrums. That's wild. You should have to say if you have AIDS. If you're if you're gonna play like rugby or like even if you're an American and you go and play basketball or f- basketball or football, like if you have AIDS, you, I I think you should have nah. to tell like nah it, you know because like, it's, if you're fighting UFC for sure you should have to. Well, but it's your privacy. It's your medical privacy. This is kind of across the board, all I over the world. That. Everybody's and like you. You shouldn't have to live with the stigma of AIDS. Therefore, we're just not gonna don't don't ask, don't tell. I, and I get that, and I, I do like that as a as a, a concept, but f- it, that's that's just keeping the other everybody safe. Keeping everybody safe in rugby, they're gonna get CTE, like you said. Anyway, what are you talking about? They get it, the boxer UFC. They're gonna get. They're not in a safe sport. They're yeah, they're gonna get all kinds of degenerative CTE, illnesses. CTE is fine. Like CTE is is like a, a ways away, unless they get serious 
traumatic brain injury, that's a ways away. But that's worse than AIDS. AIDS. Is, nah, because will, AIDS uh, is treatable now. It's somewhat treatable. CTE, you can't stop it. But CTE could be a long way off. AIDS, you don't know what type you're going to get. You don't know how your body's going to react to it. That shit could fuck you up and kill you. I don't think people really die of AIDS anymore. Unless they're in a country where they don't have access to medication. That's different. I think you I, I don't know. I'd have to do research. I think you can. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, there's risks, but the, but the, the medicine has gotten yeah, pretty good. beefed up. It's good. Yeah. I love uh, the Magic Johnson South Park thing. Have you seen that episode? No. Where, uh, what have I? Maybe. He uh, sleeps on a bed of money, and that's the cure. It's just money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he ends up, like, they end mm -hmm. up, like, uh, grinding it down and turning it into, like, an IV drip of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, South Park always makes really smart, good joke premises for their episodes. Yeah. Yeah, well, I like that crystal meth guy chasing his dad around with a with a mo whoa, with a hatchet is that what he was doing the guy in your in your ward oh yeah yeah he was uh yeah the meth dude he chased his stepdad around with a hatchet he burnt a bridge in abbeville burnt a bridge yeah yeah that's sleep deprivation this is why you have to sleep clay look because then the all of your dreams start to be real that's what happened that's why meth people go insane because the dream reality and what? reality just overlap and all of a sudden everything you do in your everyday life is just a symbol of your consciousness and it doesn't really exist so all it means is he, he sees a bridge and he's like this is the bridge between me and my father who abandoned me fuck this bridge he just burns it to the ground because that's all it means to him because he's just wigging out he's just in he it's just existing as just pure consciousness because he has no connection to his body because he hasn't slept in a week Look, if I could make it real how good I am with women in my dreams compared to how I am in real life, do, fine, I'll then, take it. Then do meth. <laughs> do meth, and it won't even matter whether they're there or not because they will be there. You know what I mean? <laughs> they'll, they'll, they may as well be. It's just like even if you have dreams and don't remember them, it, it basically means you don't have dreams. It's the same thing. Even if uh there's there you have a girl but she's not really there because of uh you know whatever reality it doesn't matter <laughs> even if because she's, she's there yeah. Uh, yeah also there's a I'm, I'm saying this as there's a pic i'm staring at underground spelunker uh poster <laughs> which is just three bitches eating each other's asses out in boxes no no yeah they're eating each other's vaginas yeah let's, let's not go too dirty <laughs> with it that was, that's perfectly fine cunnilingus what do you right mean there. let's not go too dirty it's right there it's yeah, right it's in front of me it's not analingus uh the one in the back that's anal what is that come on that one, I mean, even the, if she's not doing analingus with her tongue, she's doing it with her eyebrows because <laughs> that's her, her face is right up in there. Look, I, I feel like that's a, a perfectly, uh, a perfectly normal cunnilingus session between three women, yeah. And and in we, a should, we should applaud it. <laughs> Fine, <laughs> my god. All right. Anyway. All right. So. Yeah, we, we're here to talk about a fantasy novel, not a, a meth and, and psych ward stuff. Sorry, guys. Well, I mean. But y'all know how we work. <laughs> y'all know how we do. But they uh, overlap. Yeah, of course. Um, I bet that crystal meth guy is basically in Discworld. <laughs> as far, you know, mentally. Some goblin or something. He's just in Fantasia. <laughs> He's just in it. He's just walking through it. Yeah. Um. Today, we're here today to uh, go over the We Free Men. Uh, it is published in 2003. It's the second story of the Disorder book for, uh, it's, yeah, a young adult novel. Um, but it is uh, the first of the Tiffany Aching series. Uh, this is actually the first of the Discworld novels that I read whenever I was younger. Mm -hmm. uh, it really got me into, like, Terry Pratchett hard. I kind of... I, uh, really identified with tiffany aching's uh the se the th second thought shit. why um uh so, which is what you have to explain it for she so every, you have your normal thoughts and then tiffany aching she has like second thoughts that think about what she's thinking about mm -hmm. like always 
thinking about like how she's thinking and what she's thinking and all that kind of shit. Yeah, it's basically like a David Lynch movie. You yeah. see a David Lynch movie? Yeah. Yeah, David Lynch is a movie, a, uh, a movie, but then throughout the movie is a narrative, a meta narrative about movies yeah. or media, really. Yeah. And yeah, I, I really identified with it because I, I honestly, whenever I was younger, I felt like I had that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, this book led me to like such existential thoughts. I remember after I'd read it, uh, or while I was reading it, I was like just laying in my closet reading it, and I, I had the thought of like, wait a minute, laying in your closet? Yeah, I had a decent sized closet, and I like to read in there. Yeah, I'm not hating on that. Mm-hmm. I got an office closet. My brother, my brother used to come into my room, like just randomly burst into my room, and I, I would be in my closet so that he th- would think I wasn't there, so he'd yeah, yeah. just go away. Older brother? Older brother. Yeah, they suck. Yeah. They suck. They invade. They suck. <laughs> they suck ass. You have to find a hiding space. I did the same thing. Uh, and yeah, I, I remember while I was reading Louis Freeman uh, in the closet, I had the thought of like, uh, why is my consciousness only only like stuck in my body why can't i if if my consciousness like first of all it i'm i can only perceive from my consciousness but there's all the other consciousnesses in the world and then i don't know what the fuck's gonna happen whenever i die but why wouldn't my consciousness be able to go from person to person to person to person like all kinds of existential thought mm-hmm. it was weird okay yeah. Well, you would you would know the answer to that if you could remember your dreams. <laughs> and and you could have those dreams maybe if you slept for more than 2 hours a night. <laughs> Call me crazy. <laughs> but you know what you could do? You know what here's here, here's how you can make yourself have dreams. You oversleep. So you sleep 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 till you're well rested and then you open one eye and you close it again and you go back to sleep for another hour and that's when the dreams will happen because that's when your brain is no longer needing to shut down to rest and it's it's like jumping around but you're not giving it any place to to go physically so it starts going around in your head it starts bouncing around in your consciousness and then so it starts making images i don't i don't stay awake all night as much as I used to because I have the overnight gig Mm -hmm. so I I do whenever I get home at around seven I do go and pass out till like three you know and then some days because I don't have work again until you know 10 o'clock at night some days I will go back and sleep extra I don't have extra dreams you're not doing it right (laughs) you're not doing it right all right you know you'll know what I mean when you do it right (laughs) <laughs> it's it's that time when you can sleep in a day where let's say the let's say you get some Saturday off right, and you just pass out at night and you just sleep and you conk out for longer than you usually do. You, you know those nights, those days. And uh, let's say you just slept for ten hours, even, and then you wake up and you're refreshed and you're like, right? and then you go, wait a minute, let's see what else is in the bag. So then you go back to sleep for another half hour. And that's the magic hour in your brain. <laughs> I'm telling you, give it a shot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'll rock your world. Um, um, you know, your, your, your mind is bigger on the inside than you are on the outside, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I've well, technically, there's nothing in you. There's no boundaries in you. There's no part where there's a border in your brain that connects to anything else. In other words, anything in your head just keeps going. Yeah. Out, out, out. Inside you, you're, <laughs> you're enormous. You're vast. Right? You, you just don't end. You can't end because your brain doesn't allow you to think that you can end. So, so that little loophole just makes you never end in your head. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a mental trick or something. Or maybe it's real. Who knows? <laughs> Wait, is that weird? No, I mean, it, that's, I mean, it, that's, 
interesting. Uh, and like I, I, I do think of it like that because you know I'm uh, I'm trying to be a writer and stuff, and I have entire like multiple worlds I've created and shit like that. So I always think of like, yeah, in that sense, I'm kind of like got my own whole universe in my head with like multiple worlds and shit like that. So yeah, and you never have to b- destroy one to make another one. No. Yeah. So therefore, you can just endlessly do that. As long, the only thing that's holding you back maybe would be maybe your memory, remembering all of it. I've but even so, you would only need to just jog your memory a little. Remember yeah. some crap. This is the land of flying vaginas. I've never had that issue of of rem- like if I if I've written it down, generally I can just automatic recall for yeah. any, any of my stories or anything at mm-hmm. least that's the yeah I, I can go the bartenders over here and stuff well one of them brandon i used to talk to about a lot about it uh he i would just sit there for a while and just like throw stuff out and and be like yeah i got this notebook here i drew this like i drew a whole continent and shit and just show them yeah. shit like that it was it was great and they're like what are you on Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Can oh, I yeah. have some? I, we were sitting outside. <laughs> I have all kinds of, bunch of business ideas all the fucking time and shit like that. I mm-hmm. just have random ideas. I was sitting out back in the back patio and uh, I came up with a business idea and some some more people came out. And I'm like, hey guys, I got this new business idea. I want you to, think, to tell me what y'all think it, about it. And one of them just like, how much coke do you do, Clay? Because I'm always coming up with some new business idea or some shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't do coke. If you did, you'd be I so would. amazingly successful. No. <laughs> right? If you did coke, you could just officially move to New York City and take over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that. What, what do you think of Furry Fight Fest? Furry Fight Fest? Yeah. F- people dress up as furries and battle? Yeah, MMA fighters. Perfect. Dress up in furry outfits. Yeah. And go ham. Yeah. It's yeah. Already, they already have headgear and hand, hand protection. Look, if that show about dressing up like a like a like a turkey hawk disguised and then singing and competing can yeah, work, the massing. this can work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's all who every you know everybody. And you know what? And let me tell you something. Everybody is 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 kind of bleeding into fantasy la la land. <laughs> and it's a partly because everybody's doing meth. You know what I mean? Everybody's on Adderall. Everybody's on Oxy and Klon. No, that's not uh, a meth. But I'm just saying everybody's on some drug, heroin. Um, but but uh, produ- productivity acceptable level of those things. Right. But it's still meth. Still meth, everybody. <laughs> still meth. Right? And so uh, that's why they want to see things like that now. That's why nobody even cares. That's why probably nobody even, it doesn't even register that there's an issue that we're just constantly in la la land somehow everything is is just fake and like fantastical like even the things on even the women online now though the they used these used to be free range uh bona fide daddy left me just natural holistic whores that's what we used to have these 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 fucking heroes over here right with their with their their bosoms and their 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 daddy issues and they would just be there showing off their asses and and it was just love and love 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 give me money 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 right but then when the money started getting a little too attractive now we don't even have real whores anymore now we have vr whores yeah. and that's going and that is creepy the that's VR whores, dark the cosplay whores uh yeah no, no. they are going into fantasy and stuff like it's it, they, they they're going the far end of like yeah. yeah it's the ones who are real aren't even like trying to do real stuff like not even like well it's an arms race now because now whores have to be more fantasy because yeah. everybody's on adderall meth in other words and they're like that guy burning the bridge right yeah. it's the only way to attract their attention anymore is to be a representation of their symbolic internal uh battle against evil and darkness and so you have to be an elf you have to be an elf now because that's the only way that these methed out uh dudes in in and their homes are going to relate to you because they're on meth right but it's an arms race between them and nerds who have figured out a way to make ai generated whores who look more beautiful 
better skin, eternally young, yeah. bigger titties, bigger ass, do what you better want. hourglass figure, and they can literally be any species, literally. So they're not cosplaying, they're just rendered images and videos of yeah. actual elf ladies. So it's an arms race between the whores and the whores knots. Yeah, but- You know what I'm saying? Do you see what I did there? Whores and whores knots, okay? <laughs> so you say it because they're not real, but so who's gonna win? Eventually, our human hero heroines here are gonna, they're gonna have to wave the flag of defeat because they can't be not real, well, tragically. Like, and the thing is, is that men want real. They, yeah. they don't know they do, but it's as that diverges, it's just gonna be the most tragic, saddest event in human history. It probably won't last forever, but it will be very sad. Well, then these real whores need to start fucking more. Like, really fucking. What are you talking about? They fuck all the time. No, no. They, they, they do porn all the time, and they do OnlyFans, and they do the, yeah. the chat cams. But what they need to do, because right now, we don't have the technology to simulate actual sex well enough. You know, flashlights don't, they don't do it. But, so dudes are still watching it on VR, but jerking it with their hands. Girls just need to go out there again and, and, and whore it up in person. Get it, get get the personal touch back in there. Okay. And and, and beat the beat the machines with one on one time. Well, first of all <laughs> first of all, sex robots. So the the I mean, arms race is happening in yeah, life yeah, too. It's it's eventually, but, but it's not there yet. But secondly, you're asking these whores, these beautiful natural whores, okay, who already got daddy issues. Okay, triggered trauma, right? All whatever. At least that's what their therapists tell them, right? <laughs> and so they're there, and uh, they have spent the greater part of the last twenty years as a cohort, not any one individual, uh, systematically making men's sexual needs more and more unrealistic, depraved, violent, crazy, insane, and just out of this fucking planet. Right to where it's bordering on interspecies slash pedophilic slash whatever strangulation, just all kinds of shit. Right, you're, and they're on meth. Let's not forget that. Now, so now you're asking them to come off their pedestals after those twenty years to down to these raving lunatics, these meth heads, and fuck them now. At that stage, like, they will be torn to pieces. They will. They will have to this, more therapy. <laughs> in fact i'm actually starting to think about switching to being a therapist because it's starting to look like they're gonna make a lot of money soon probably yeah but i mean real sex is is pretty fucking good like with an actual woman yeah, but you have to and if you can't if you can't compete with just the mind and a hand you know or or a vr goggles and a hand if you're a woman then maybe your pussy's not that good to begin no, with. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you should not have to compete with the fantasy of of um, just con con like tw you fuck 20 guys in one day and they all got the same fantasy of choking somebody and saying awful, horrible things over and over and over and over and over and over again. And also you got to be an elf. You're an elf. So this guy's just like, you're thinking about when you're... This guy's throwing you back to when your uncle touched you when you were, you know what I'm saying? And then, and on top of that, you're an elf you, or or bunny rabbit. You gotta pretend to be a bunny rabbit while this guy chokes you out and reminds you of your childhood trauma. Like that is, it's not gonna happen. It's well, not gonna work out. I mean, if they went into horn, they gotta go with free market principles. This is the this is the market, and you gotta compete. Oh yeah. And then the w one way to they get they get people on crack, give them the first sample for free. Go give out a little fucking here and there for free and then boom get them right hooked back on it hook they can't get them back hooked on it because they already are hooked on it no they're hooked on something else get them hooked on your pussy and then they have that fantasy again of oh i had that for real so now i know what it really feels like and then that they can put that in their fantasy that's not gonna work you're, you're being unrealistic not, if it's not good enough because, it won't. because the sexual space <laughs> is is mental it's in your mind every single time it is your mind like if there were if there were two disembodied brains, no body, no fate, nothing, and they were in two separate vats, okay? And the only thing they have control over, other than maybe they can observe the world around, is um, a button that they can press with a thought that uh, makes the other one 
feel sexual orgasm. And then, so then what they do for fun is they both press the but their buttons at each other until they come, you know, until the, to have that orgasmic feeling. So they're still having sex, right? Yeah. So no, it, no, they're not. That's not sex. That is sex, though, no. because they're stimulating all of the right parts, and then you have an orgasm, it's, that's which is your orgasm. brain. That's orgasmic. It's not sex. Sex is... That is sex, though. A penis entering vagina. No, that's not. No, it's not. What about gay people? Uh... A penis entering the orifice of another human or other animal. I, you can have sex, but that's bestiality. So you're saying that everybody has sex except for women who are lesbians. Which I understand that that's a thing men feel, but it's not true. Fine. More def- more refined definition. Uh, interacting with something or someone else that uh, reciprocates... In order to achieve coitus, achieve coitus. But then the brain in the vat is valid because that's what they're doing. I don't. It's not the same to me. Uh, that would have to be something totally different. That's like auto. But there's no way that you could say that it's not though, right? There's no logical way you could say this is not Maybe. like the others. Look, I just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're so making what? me do brain vat. You got to be ready. Thoughts. Got to be ready. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you know, the only way is to make a niche sex market. And then not every woman who does sex work is going to be able to participate uh, where you just re- redefine sex with a female again. Yeah. But it'll just go back to tradition, which a lot of people wouldn't be comfortable with for their own reasons. Right. So basically, you got to come down from that cloud of being a an elf queen and come back down to baking an apple pie or something and and just and making it that 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 we're gonna fuck but first yeah. uh would you like some pudding and that goes back into what i was you saying. want some chicken that goes back into what i was saying like it, it doesn't have to just be the sex you know one on one time like get back into get back bring it back but home. that's gonna take so that's a that's an industry shift so that's not something any one woman can just do. But in the meantime, this arms race is happening <laughs> between the whores and the whores knots. Okay? Reject modernity. Return to tradition. Well, I'm not saying anything. I'm saying <laughs> enjoy the ride. That's all I'm saying. Because it's, it's going to be a crazy one, apparently. Anyway. All right. Yeah, we should. Do we even have time for this podcast? Yeah, we, we should get into the book. So uh, <laughs> We Free Men. Um it was about Tiffany Aching. It was her first foray into the disc world. Um, and it starts off. Oh, yeah. Speaking of whores, a nine-year-old girl. Yeah. Uh, a nine-year-old girl who gets married to a bunch of Scottish dudes. <laughs> Six-foot, yeah. six-inch-tall Scottish dudes. Sweet. Uh, Tiffany Aching is a nine-year-old girl who literally sees things differently than others. While playing near the river near her home, she sees two tiny blue kilted men who warned her of a green hide in the water suddenly a vile green monster jenny green teeth appears in the water using her brother wentworth as bait for it tiffany ambushes the beast and cracks it over the head with a frying pan while wentworth is completely unfazed as he is unable to see either the little men or the monster and is more interested in where his next sweetie gummy bear is coming from yeah, that was pretty fucked up. She used her, her brother as a fucking, as, as live bait. Very logical, though. Logical, but, like, goddamn, that's that's pretty fucked. <laughs> like, that, that for most people, that would cause trauma if they can remember it. Yeah. You know, like, God, my, my sister used me as bait to catch a monster. Not just, like, a dog or some, or, like, a wolf. Like, a monster that reaches out of a river. With, like, claws and fangs. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's wild. Yeah. Isn't that what people do uh, to catch online pedophiles, though? They use fake kids. That's, yeah. that's like, yeah, sh- that's sure like a 19-year-old that's acting like a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. She goes, uh, she goes into town to visit a traveling teacher and comes upon Miss Perspicacia Tick, a witch who has been watching her. Tiffany is told that the, these wee free men are Pixies, the Nakmak Fiegel, who are rough and rowdy fey folk who speak with a Glaswegian accent. 
Miss Tick informs her that she is likely the witch of the world, of the wold she resides in, and gives her. You know what a wold is? Uh, it's, I looked it up last night. It's like a, just an area. Marshy, marsh, marshland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, she lives on, at Tiffany, she lives on the chalk, which is like, uh, just like a lot of flat farmland with a bunch of chalk and flint mm-hmm. in it. Um. It, she gives her the toad familiar she carries as a guide before tricking Tiffany out of the tent and disappearing. Tiffany returns home to discover that the Knack-Mack Feagles are not only incredibly fast and strong, but afraid of her, as she catches them stealing eggs from under a chicken and a sheep right out of the field. Yeah, it's sheep flying back, like, floating backwards across the field. Yeah, that's a, that's a funny imagery. Yeah. Whenever they do stuff. They, they are hilarious. I, honestly, I love them as characters in general. Uh, they believe that she is their new hag, which, who is the replacement for their previous one, Tiffany's grandmother, Sarah Aching. When Wentworth is kidnapped by the Queen of the Fairies, Tiffany seeks out the help of the Nagmag Fiegel to rescue him, as they are the most powerful otherworldly things she knows, and they're more than willing to submit to her will, terrified by one who is not only a witch, but one who can read and write. Yeah, they have an issue with words and a really big issue with lawyers. Uh, they do not like lawyers because all they do is rob, steal, and fight. Like, steal, fight, and drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything that lawyers prosecute, yeah. in other words. Yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, I love whenever they bring the, the lawyers out. What do you think of lawyers? Um, eh, they have their, they have their like, position. My sister is a lawyer, assistant district attorney. Um, is she crazy? No, yeah, she's nice enough. Okay. Yeah, you know, we we have our issues, but she's 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 a good person. Um, that means okay, yeah. No, she she legit has helped like beat families keep their kids and shit like that. Like she yeah. she's done good work. Well, just because you're crazy doesn't mean you're not a good person. Hey, that guy, that boxer at at the clinic uh, that you had to check yourself into, that guy was a good person. He was fighting and and calling out to God every day. <laughs> he was a good person. He was fighting. His shadow, <laughs> his shadow. But you know, there it is. Mm, um. <laughs> uh. Oh, shit. There we go. Nope. Things she knows. Uh, sorry, I lost my spot. Tiffany's grandmother, Sarah Aching. Oh, no, yeah. Terrified by one who's not only a witch, but one who can read and write. Rob anybody and a group... Yeah, this dude's name's Rob anybody. Um, (laughs) Rob anybody and a group of other feagles, including Big Yan and Daft Wooly, take her back to their home where she meets the buzzard aviator Hamish, the Gonagal bard Feagle William, and their... Clan leader, the Kelda. Tiffany is told that her brother has been taken by the queen to her domain in Fairyland. And not only must she take the Feagles to rescue him, but she must also take up the reins as temporary Kelda, as the current one is about to die. So yeah, she agrees to get married uh, to a Nakmak Feagle. Mm-hmm. Oh no, she doesn't agree to get married. She agrees to be their Kelda, and then she doesn't realize until after the, Kel- the old Kelda is dead... That she has to get married to one of these tiny little dudes. Um, which, yeah, that's just wild. But then she figures out a good little trick. Uh, a condition of becoming the Kelda is that you must marry one of the clan males. Problematic for both sides as Tiffany is nine years old and human and the Feagles are only six inches tall. She cleverly figures out a diplomatic way to agree to marry but not actually marry Rob anybody which satisfies the conditions. Which is, she's like, yeah, we'll get married whenever this eagle grinds down this mountain with its beak. <laughs> Basically, not gonna happen. Good idea. Uh, Tiffany then goes out of the ancient mound in the field where the feagles test her first sight and second thoughts by letting her find the entrance to the queen's domain. Which, yeah, she uses uh, her book of sheep um illnesses illnesses yeah. and like uses that to just kind of focus in her mind and like calm herself down and figures it out finds a trail of gummy bears yeah 
Once inside Fairyland, Tiffany and the Feagles face several large grimhounds, who the Feagles' Gonagal William drives away by playing his mouse pipes, bagpipes made out of the mouse skins, which can be fitted with a special high-pitched pipe that only dogs can hear. That was, I, I, I enjoyed the idea because they said the mouse pipes had still had the ears on them. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great imagery for me, just like thinking of like a, a, a little mouse bagpipes with like mouse skin, like two little mouse ears mm-hmm. on the bagpipes. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. I, I like that a lot. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> the Feagles and Tiffany go through various dreams created by blob people called the Dromes, which I, I think are, it, that's an interesting fucking concept. The Dromes that mm-hmm. like ha- make dreams and shit. Uh, where she finds Roland, the son of the Baron of her homeland. Tiffany and Roland progress through these dreams to eventually find a dream with both Wentworth and the Queen in it. Tiffany, Tiffany narrowly escapes defeat at the hands of the Queen's dream minions by having Roland release the Feagles from their entrapment in a large walnut, and they escape from that dream into one of Tiffany's own imagining, involving the Jolly Sailor wrapper on the tobacco that her grandmother used. Uh, once in the dream, in that dream, the Feagles and Wentworth are pre- are presumed to have perished at the hands of the Queen's trickery, and Tiffany escapes with Roland's unconscious body out back into the dreamscape. Heading for the exit, full of regret that she couldn't save her friends. The queen mocks her inability to save them and her insecurities, but Tiffany reconnects with her homeland's heritage through her grandmother to gain the strength to defeat the queen at her own game of dreams in the darkest hour. The Feagles reappear with Whitworth and reveal that the trap the queen had set wasn't nearly enough to stop them and that they and Wentworth are fine. Tiffany, Roland, Wentworth, and the Feagles all return in their homeland. And yeah, all, all return to their homeland where the Baron mistakenly gives his son all the credit for saving them, to which Tiffany agrees on the understanding that when Roland becomes Baron, he will be a just and kind leader. At the end of the novel, Miss Tick, Granny Weatherwax, and Annie Og appear briefly to sum up that Tiffany already knows and what Tiffany already what knows. Tiffany already knows. And tell her that they will call on her when she's ready to become a full witch. Yeah, when she gets her period. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was... Uh, her versus the queen was really fucking cool. Like, Granny Aiken coming back in the form of that shepherdess and uh, helping her out with that. And mm-hmm. then uh, I really liked... Apparently, they had uh, that dreamscape where they had the wal- dude cracking the walnut and everything. Mm-hmm. That was actually... That whole scene, uh, it says it in the about author at the end of the book. That whole scene is based on an actual painting. Uh, Which fuck, one? Um, and I just looked it up, and now my kin- my fucking Kindle's taking forever to open. Yeah, Kindles are kind of a mixed bag, aren't they? I like them, and I like their the idea of them, but. No. Okay. I just like the fairy books. feller's master stroke. Mm-hmm. Is the painting by Richard Dad? Oh, cool. And you can like I went and look at it. You can see everybody. You can see Sneeps. You can see the two bumblebee women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got it. So. See, the guy with the hammer and the walnut, the two bumblebee women over to the left, they have wings. Sneeps is the guy with the white beard right here. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole, the whole, that whole scene is all based on that painting. It's pretty fucking, it's, I, I really like that, that he just was like, I'm gonna take this painting and make it, f- make a wild fucking scene in it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of what, uh, what Terry Pratchett does. He just takes, um, cultural, um, culturally salient uh, memes and um, puts them into his books. So movies, paintings, books, other novels, classical literature, classic literature, whatever. Yeah. That's a good uh, quality of the Discworld novels. Yeah. The only thing I wish is that people would know the, the actual cultural references. Yeah. Before, people, I feel like, would know them more. Uh, and then it wasn't as weird as now where you have to 
know it's a or guess that it's a cultural reference and then go look it up and then retroactively be like oh yeah if i had had a better education i'd know about this every single time you go yeah like i'm thinking that now right like i should know about this <laughs> but i don't because i went to school in the bronx so oh what do you think of uh they had a, a robert burns uh reference i, f I forget it was whenever the uh the night mac fiegel was reading the poem mm-hmm uh it was some uh, like i had read that it it's that poem is a reference to a robert burns poem yeah how did it go again it was a uh, was it like we beastie anything like that no i forget exactly what it uh let me see but yeah they they did a, a few different things that were uh yan tan tethra is their counting system mm -hmm. uh which is uh, based off of an old oh the Fiegel say it's a gang. Oh no, it's it's okay. This is a reference from Robbie Burns. Um, Robbie Burns. Uh, it's a gang agly, which means it's all gone badly. It is used in the famous Robbie Burns poem to a mouse. Yeah, I figured. The that's best what I said. Games of mice and men, gang af agly. Yeah, that's a really nice one. It's mm -hmm. a it's a very nice poem. It's have you ever heard it? Mm, it's a pretty short one. I think so. I'm pretty sure because I I, I know the the. That movie Mice and Men. Yeah. That's where they got the... It's basically a poem where... Because, you know, he was a farmer also. Not a good one. Yeah. Uh, but I think he was kind of starving at some point. But he um, was farming a field. He was plowing it. And then by accident, he... The, the poem is... The story is that he wipes away this this mouse's whole house that was under the grass. Mm -hmm. So and then the poem is about that mouse. He yeah. sees it running away. He's like, oh, we sleek it beastie. And then he's just like, he goes, all the plans of, of mice and men just come to nothing. Yeah. And so I wish you knew that, that our lives are actually more similar than they're different. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice. Uh, yeah. It's mm -hmm. uh, why that's why it's a classic. Um, yeah. That they have. I love Robert Burns. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> I re I've read all of his poetry, and and it's all out there for free because nobody cares anymore. Yeah. So that's the great thing about old cultural relics. Nobody cares. It's cheap. Yet pennies on the pound. Whatever you like, as long as what you like happened before eighteen twenty-five. <laughs> it's pretty dope. That would be interesting if they had like a rapper come out now and do like a Robert Burn like like uh, Bobby Burns. Well, there is a there's that a, would be fire. Oh, yeah. I think that would be pretty cool if they yeah. had like a rapper come out and try to do like Robert Burns style shit, like do like there is a, that of my of mice and men rap type thing. There is that. What? There is that. There is who? I don't know who. I've just seen it on YouTube. There, there's a whole uh, subgenre of of culturally nerdy Robert Burns fans, and they recreate all of his all of his poems in different ways. They're they're all across the world it was the funniest thing to find because it's <laughs> such a nerdy thing to be into yeah. and they, they make uh events and they play the music there's a band called band of burns and they just do all his music and everything okay it's uh it's pretty interesting <laughs> um i think every year during his birthday they have a burns night and they eat this thing in, that in scotland's called a haggis and it's based on a poem that he wrote called To a Haggis. And Haggis is probably an acquired taste. Um, it's a thing. It's it's encased in um, sheep guts or something. And then inside is um, like, uh, yeah, it's probably something like that. It's like grains mixed with um, meat. fat and meat and oats and things like that. Yeah. Right. And it's one of those things. But the there's a whole poem that he wrote that it's that's why they make it every year for uh, for his night they call it burns night you, you can go to any embassy and participate in a burns night hmm. that'd be interesting yeah I, I i you know i've heard of haggis and fucking cartoons and shit just randomly thrown in there and and whenever you, they would show it it's like you know some it looked like a meal encased in sausage casing and mm -hmm. i'm like it's probably just basically boudin i know i've never had haggis but i'm pretty sure it would fit almost perfectly in Cajun culture. Yeah. Because we I probably already have it. Just our own version. 
yeah. It's European culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, I've, I've always just been like, yeah, I'd, I'd be down to eat the haggis. It's yeah. Probably not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think you have to eat it with turnips and some other thing. Fuck turnips. I yeah. Mean, just give me meat and... <laughs> Rice and whatever sauce. the fuck. Yeah. A good sauce. Good. Yeah, decent little sauce. Frenchie. <laughs> I mean, all the Frenchies, man, they're like, it has to be a good sauce, though. There has to be a good sauce. I'm a saucy boy. Like, <laughs> they, and look, if if you can't make the food good enough that it, it can stand on its own, then you better have a good sauce to go with it, or else it's, you, you're just fucking up. That's right. <laughs> and it better not be meth. <laughs> Good. So how how uh how well did you get do with the the Scottish language them talking? Did oh you? well, because of Robert Burns, I actually did okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. When I first started reading Bo- uh, Bones, uh, Burns poetry, uh, I didn't know what the hell I w- I didn't know what the hell I was reading. It was insane. It was I was like, this is English, and I and I've always had a, a a real problem understanding Scottish people when they speak. Have you ever heard Scottish people speak? I've heard like two they had a they had a couple that I talked to for a while that came uh, through the creek like for like a week. Yeah. But I think most people can understand them more than I, even I can cuz I think I have a real issue with their English. I can I cannot decipher it. It it just deranges me. And it, it cuz it sounds like I just miss missed hearing something. Like I didn't hear it right. So There's... then I'm always like, "What? What?" There what? is like a a switch that turns off. I noticed with the, those two guys I was talk I, I, I talked to specifically, once they hit a specific amount of alcohol, it was a switch, and it was like all of their syllables and stuff just dropped off. Like it was it was it, whenever they f- first walk in the door for the day, uh, it would be pretty good. We're going back and forth and stuff, and then later in the night they come back, and it was like. Like night and day, I can no longer yeah. understand half of your sentences anymore. I think they speak in. A, <laughs> I think they speak in emoji. You know what I mean? They're just like, and I smile, and then I stare, and I do single tear, and your And you're like, what? And they're like eggplant, squat, squat. <laughs> yeah, uh, I honestly, I, I wouldn't mind like learning like a few little things, like uh. Scottish things are like, like how the Nag Magfigal just say like, uh, "Nay Queen, Nay King, Nay Laird." We will not be fooled. Like some bullshit like that, just to just to say out loud, like while we're drinking or something, it's just stupid shit. Oh, I know, I know. That would uh, be hilarious. I know one, because uh, I looked them up once I started getting into all that, and uh, the ones I remember was uh, a really common saying there, supposedly. Is uh your arse is out is out the window. Your arse is out the window. <laughs> that means you're it means you're crazy. Your ass is out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your ass is out the window. Your arse is out the your window. Your arse is out the window. <laughs> and then I th- this is another one. Uh, but I don't. I think only the the old timers say it. I don't think like I, I think uh, younger Scottish people don't really use that anymore but um there's a whole thing where you go up to somebody you're like ah foos your dish and then you're supposed to go ah pack and a and it's supposed to be uh foos your deuce i think deuce is like doves you know you they used to raise pigeons and stuff like okay. in the bronx they do that and they used to and it's like you're asking about their pigeons it's like how your doves doing right? and then so you're like pack and a pack and a that's the only ones I remember, though. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did pull this up, though. This is what I was talking about. I got it confused. Uh, William McGonagall's most famous poem is probably The Taybridge Disaster, which recounts the events. So uh, the William, the poem, the poet, Nat uh, McFeagle, the one with the bagpipes, he's based on an actual poet. Uh, but that poet is uh, said to be the... Scotland's worst poet. Some consider him to be the world's worst poet. That's beautiful. Um, and they have uh, the Tay Rail Bridge uh, collapse in 1879. He did a poem about it. It's really bad. Beautiful railway bridge of silvery Tay. Alas, I am very sorry to say that 90 lives had been taken away. 
on the last Sabbath day of 1879, which will be remembered for a very long time. (laughs) I mean, that's a poem you write to yourself. (laughs) And then you burn it. Burn it. Like a meth guy burning a bridge. (laughs) And it comes full circle, everybody. Yes, it does. Burn a bridge. Um, Well, this was fun. Yeah, are you awake? I'm. I'm. I've been awake this whole time. You liar! <laughs> I've been fully awake. I read the whole thing. All you right? stopped me and you were like, "Listen, I just woke up." <laughs> well, that was because we were going down like a, a weird rabbit hole. I'm like, I do not want to think about this right now. Like, I, I'm trying to still be in the remember references fair enough, fair and enough, stuff. Fair enough. I had a lot of coffee, so we're we're on different. <laughs> I haven't even we're had different an energy right drink now. yet today, man. I had to rush here. Well, you better go get one. Let's do that then. Uh, th- uh, thanks for joining me again on the podcast. For sure. Once once again. Yep, yep. Thank y'all, everybody, for coming and listening and watching however you do it. Um, we'll see you next time That's on right. the Turtle Reach. Hell yeah! Until next time, people. Bye. Bye. Bye.